James Doty claims to play football. But have we ever seen it? James claims that he played football at Mississippi College and then walked away from the game he loves. Think about it. Have you ever seen James throw a football? Doesn't seem like someone I'd trust for football opinions. I'm Shane Longoria and I approve this message. This ad was bought and paid for by Shane Longoria is not a band like a Chiefs fan. Pastor. Hey Shane. How are you, man? I'm pretty good. That's good. That's really good. You have a good morning so far? Yeah, I'm trying to think what I did this morning. Just got up. We helped get the kids ready. Made uh Piper uh her lunch box this morning. So What'd you make her? Uh, Dino nuggets? No, nah, we did peanut butter sandwich. Hey, that ain't bad. Um, apples, some fruit, some goldfish pretzels, and I did a couple of marshmallows for her. My man. So. Did, does she know that she's getting marshmallows? Yeah, she saw it right when I was putting it in there. So she knows that dad did it, though. She was like, ooh, I like marshmallows. Yeah, the best dad in the world. <laughs> Let's get you an award, man. <laughs> it's a clutch moment. Yep. How was Chapel? Uh, he's just chilling. Just, just chilling. hanging out. I think it was yesterday you sent me a, a snap that dude was just conked out just looking adorable just snoozing Man, yeah what a he'll, cute kid yeah he'll snooze pretty good <laughs> so he get that from you maybe yeah. he probably gets it from <laughs> sounds like i mean yeah. sounds like well it. <laughs> not maybe me maybe kerr man well uh jumping into some questions uh from this week um we looked at some hard things this week and it kind of seems like a trend in Jesus' ministry, I think sometimes we look at things, and I think you even said it Sunday, was we look at things and say, well, that's a very nice figurative way to say that, but Jesus like literally means these things. So why does Jesus say those hard things? I think, which, and I think this is gracious, you know, I think he actually says it, maybe it's in uh, Luke 14, I think that's when he says some hard things too, when he says, you know, if you don't hate your father, mother, but he says this, he says, you know, if you're sitting down to build a building, don't don't you sit down first and count the cost. And so one of the things I think Jesus does on the front end, which is really good, is like there's no hidden, um, like I, I want to tell you up front what this is going to be. Following me, like like here's what this is going to entail. And it's not like, oh, follow me, everything's going to be great. And, you know, it's like, hey, look, I want to let you know. You know, this guy's like, hey, I'll follow you wherever you go. Like, okay, I just want you to know, like, this is going to lead to a life that's filled with, un- it's going to be uncomfortable. You know, you're going to have to, it's going to cost you things. Like, I want you to know that up front. And obviously, you know, so I think there's some things that Jesus, um, so I think there's a couple, I think he's laying out like this in course, what we looked at in the Sermon on the Mount, where he says that um, walking down the path of life is hard. He describes it as hard. Um, But I think also it helps weed out the Fairweather followers or Fairweather fans, and it helps weed out those people who are just in it. Like, I'm just in it for the blessing. I'm just in it to to get things for myself. And so I think one of the reasons why he says these things is like to really differentiate between who's just following me just because maybe that everybody else is, because it seems to feel good, because they seem to get things, and who's going to follow me for real, you know. And so I think he says these statements of like, almost like drawing a line in the sand of like, if you're going to follow me, like here's what this, you know, and obviously based on this passage and other passages, people are like, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. Mm. You know, absolutely. And so I think there's, you know, so I, I think he's he's wanting us to know up front, like here's what it looks like to follow me, but also like I think he's trying to weed out 
you know, to really say like, you know, it's not just like what you say, you know, like it's going to cost you something. And for many of you, it's going to cost you your actual life. And so yeah. you need to, you need to know that up front. This is a question that came up in our home group time. Um, if I'm comfortable, does that mean that I'm not following Jesus? Not necessarily. I, I think, um, well, one of the things I, I thought about when I saw that question was um, define comfort and what we define mm. as comfort. Because was it, I think it's in, uh, is it Second Corinthians at the beginning? talks about that when we're going through difficult times that God gives us his comfort. Yeah. Um. And so God comforts us even in suffering. God comforts us even when things are difficult. And so I think sometimes what we mean is comfortable is um, can I follow Jesus and yet, well, I'll just say this. I think sometimes, look, are sometimes things in life going somewhat normal, you know, like there's not anything crazy happening or whatever. So, yeah, I, 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 for sure. And I think that maybe we can't have fun or enjoy life because, I mean, we know this, and, and I think, let people know, like, just because you follow Jesus doesn't mean, like, you can't have fun anymore or, like, life stinks because you follow Jesus. But I think sometimes when we, we ask that question or that my first thought was when I, and I've asked the same question, is I think our thought goes to of, like, can I just live for myself and do really the things that I want to do and can I still follow Jesus, you know? And so I think a lot of times when we talk about comfort, we're talking about almost uh, – not really doing anything to stretch us, you know? And so, like, think about this. Like, uh, you know, think about when you go to the gym, you know, or running or working out, you know. There's many days that's uncomfortable, but there's a benefit in it, and it's doing something, you know. Um, so, I, I, w- I mean, I, I would I would generally say, you know, look, just because if things may be comfortable in your life right now, that doesn't mean you're, you're not a follower of Jesus. But I think in asking that question, you know, we asked, what was it at the end of that of, like, when's the last time you've been uncomfortable because of Jesus or when's the last time Jesus cost you? And I think if you look over like the course of your life and realize like, well, I mean, some people's lives are uncomfortable and it's not because of Jesus, you know, like I'm about to like, uh, we end up finding out we had like some, uh, some leaks maybe in our roof or something. So we're trying to get it checked out or whatever. That's uncomfortable. Okay. That has nothing to do with Jesus. Right. <laughs> And so, but but I think it's like over the course of our life of like really thinking and looking of like, have I done anything that has caused me uncomfort because of my relationship with Jesus? Or has me aligning myself with Jesus, has it cost me anything? And I think if you look over, a, a, I'm not just saying like right in this very moment in your life, but I'm saying if you look over your span of your life from when you said you've like say, all right, I followed Jesus here to now, and if you can't say in, over your whole life that following Jesus hadn't cost you anything, I, I'm not saying you're not a follower of Jesus. I'm just saying you need to look real closely yeah. because aligning yourself with Jesus will cost you things, will cost you relationships. It may cost you experiences. It may cost you things. And so, or following Jesus will cause you, like if you walk with Jesus, it will cause you to do things that will be uncomfortable. I'm not saying that's going to be every moment of your life, but so I would take it more of that question of like, as a whole, looking over the whole scope of your life, if you would say, yeah, I've, I've never done anything comfortable for Jesus, um, probably not a good thing. So th- that's how I would maybe approach the question of not just like in this moment, but like over a course of time, you know. Yeah. So what is the benefit of doing things that are uncomfortable? Yeah, so I think 
going along with that question of, you know, well, doing things that are uncomfortable on behalf of Jesus or whatever. And so I think one of the things to see is that there is benefit in doing. So here's where kind of I was going with is like after the service on Sunday, I was actually talking to LeBron and uh, Carl Prince, who, you know, helped direct our men's retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were talking, and one of the things that we were saying is how, and Carl made this statement. He was like, you know, I really didn't want to do the director for the men's retreat, but I ended up deciding to do it. It felt Lord lead me to do it. And he was like, man, this has stretched me and grown me, and this is, like, I'm so much better for it, for doing this thing. And and I was like, you know, that kind of goes on with the sermon of, like, there was something that was uncomfortable. You felt led to do it, even though you knew it would be hard, it would be difficult, and yet on the other side of that uncomfortable, you really, God stretched you, used you, grew you. LeBron said the same thing. There's been times in his life. You know, and, and, and I don't think all of us, like, any times that God causes us to do something that's uncomfortable or, or it seems like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this, is I think sometimes we, we immediately be like, well, that's uncomfortable, and so we run away from that. But the same thing with, you know, I go back to exercise. You know, it may seem uncomfortable, but there's benefit to it. Like, there's a reason you do it. And for many times, I think, you know, on the other side of the cost, on the other side of the uncomfortable is – seeing God, experiencing God, seeing God show up in your life, seeing God use you in your life. You know, so, I mean, there's, it's not like God's just like, hey, I just want you to do things that are uncomfortable just because I just like to see you uncomfortable. It's like, hey, I'm, and I think all of us, we need to be pushed in certain things because it's good for us. Yeah. Sometimes just initially we feel uncomfortable about it, you know. Um, I don't want to talk to that person about Jesus but when I do and then see someone, God use me as a vessel to reach someone else, you know, it's like, um, but I think so much so we're always just focused on our own self and like, well, I don't like the way this would feel or, you know, this may cost me something or this may, this experience or whatever may make me feel uncomfortable or whatever it may be. But I think seeing that there's benefit to it and that God on the other side of uncomfortable on the other side of, you know, it's the same thing is like, Hey, and Jesus lets you know this, like, hey, if you lose your life for my sake in the Gospels, you will actually find life. So it's like it's like this counter, like, and I think that's the thing is that we run from uncomfortable, we run from the cost. And Jesus says, like, but on the other side of that, that's where life is found. That's yeah. where the blessing is found. You know, I mean, think of Jesus goes to the cross, something that was uncomfortable. What's on the other side of that? Resurrection, you know, and life. And so I think that's the same thing for us to remember in in when God calls us to do things that are out of our comfort zone or calls us to do things is to know like on the other side of that. Um, meantimes, it's really good things that God is pushing us toward that yeah. maybe you know. But sometimes there's a cost involved in it or uncomfortable. Maybe we got to face some uncomfortable uncomfortableness. I don't know if that's a word, but anyway. Hey man, people use words that might not be words all the time. True. So, uh, piggybacking off of that question, what are some things that God would call us to do that might be inconvenient or uncomfortable? So, um, I, I wrote a list down of some things. Is that cool? That's fine with me, man. So I'll, I'll write down. So one of the things is like, what are things that may be uncomfortable or inconvenient, practical, you know? So I, I'll start with this one and something that I, I want to start pressing more people on. And that is, if you're listening, if you go to our church, or if you don't go to our church, if you go somewhere else's, or you, you need to go to another church, you, you need to be in a small group. 
Uh, here at our church, we have two avenues we do that. It's through a home group, which they do on Sunday night, or we meet through Life Group, which meets on Sunday morning. Um, we have all of them, different people have Zoom, you know, so that if you're not, if you want to social distance or whatever, that we have those available. But, like, I think initially, you know, most everybody, when they think of small groups or they think of life groups or home groups, they only think of it through the lens of how will this benefit me. They're not thinking about anybody else. They're only thinking about themselves. And for some people, like, I don't know if I want to do it. I don't know. And it's like God has called us to live life together. And I think this is one of the things is like, it may be uncomfortable, it may be inconvenient for you, but this is something that I I, I I believe wholeheartedly that you have to make time for. And so I think that's one way to be uncomfortable. It's like if you if you are listening, you're like, yeah, I don't have a t- I don't I don't want to do that, you know. Well, it's not about you, and also you know this is something that God's called us to not just exist in a service, but to be in people's life. And so that's one way. Another thing could be is forgiving somebody um, that's never comfortable uh, and it's never convenient ever. Um, but that's one of the things that Jesus has called us. We've seen that Sermon on the Mount uh, elsewhere is to forgive people that have hurt us and harmed us. And so I think that's one way that God calls us to be uncomfortable. Um, or maybe following Jesus can be inconvenient is, yeah, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't I don't want to forgive that person. You know, they hurt me. They did this, you know. But I think that's one of the – one. Uh, you know, if we're looking at practical ways, I think that's one – uh, another one is uh, choosing to serve, you know, so looking for ways to serve, whether that's in the local church or whether that's um, just in your daily life, looking for opportunities. And, and and this is always convicting for me. Rarely is, well, not rarely, but, but sometimes service things come up and they're not always inconvenient times, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm, I'm going here, I'm doing this, but, you know, to, to maybe stop what we're doing. Another is to, you know, share sharing the gospel with people. Um, I think we all have an uncomfortableness about that, and uh, it inconvenient sometimes, or we don't want to make conversations awkward, and so sometimes we just choose not to do it. But I think that's one of the ways that we can be uncomfortable. Um, another is like inviting people, whether it's to to the service, whether it's inviting people into your home, whether it's inviting people to your small group. Um, you know, I think inviting people. You know, I think in a, in a level that's uncomfortable because I think sometimes we treat it like a date. You know, it's like, well, I don't want them to say no. You know, I don't want that awkwardness. But I think that's one of the things that um, if we're looking at things that may cost or things that may be uh, uncomfortable. Um, I think another thing, um, and this is is like praying for people. Pray, oh, well, let me say this. Praying for people slash um, holding people accountable you know, to things. And so those conversations are never fun. They're never, they're usually never comfortable. Um, obviously always done, hopefully always to be done with gentleness and love, but, you know, to have difficult conversations with people or, uh, like I, I would just say this, and this is something that I'm, I'm trying to get better at. Um, we talked about it. I've Chad and I've talked about, it, I think you and I've talked about it, but like, we don't do a real good job. Maybe sometimes when people miss a small group or miss or missing or not, you know, in a service, um, and to say, Hey, like I missed you. Like, Hey, I want to see you there. You know, I think we're afraid that people are going to be like we're like the church or small group police. But, you know, that's uncomfortable. But, like, stepping out and saying, hey, look, I want to express my care for somebody and say, hey, I missed you. You know, I miss seeing you. And so I, we could go through a lot of things. But I think it's like realizing, like, some, some of the, sometimes when we talk about being uncomfortable or doing things that are inconvenient or cost for following Jesus, I think sometimes we think of these really huge things, and it could be a huge thing of, like, God may call you to be a missionary and you have to leave everything you have to go follow Jesus in another country. 
But I think sometimes we only think of that example. We don't think of the practical examples like these yeah. of like forgiving somebody. You know, that's uncomfortable. Uh, that's never fun or convenient, but that's something that he may, you know, call us, you know, call us to do or whatever. So, absolutely. Well, man, now to the final question of the day um, the Know Your Pastor portion of the podcast. There's a lot of peas all in there. Um, James, you've got a, a long car ride somewhere over an hour, and you're by yourself. You're, you're going somewhere by yourself. Say you got to run to the Baptist building in Alexandria for something, and it's just you by yourself. Two-hour car ride. What are you doing in that two hours? You listening to music? You're praying? You're podcasting? You're talking Driving. on the phone? <laughs> nah. Make sure I'm safe on the road. Not driving. That's a good thing. That's uh, good. I probably mix. Depends on the mood I'm in. If I know it's going to be a long car ride, uh, I probably would preferably either have a podcast, a sermon, um, mix in some music, or sometimes, sometimes I'll just turn everything off and just pray or just it just let it be quiet. You know? You're also an audible guy, right? Yeah, I will do that too. Yeah, I listen to audiobook too. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll do all of those things, but I guess it would depend on the mood that I'm in. Is there a specific genre of music? Like, are you going to gravitate to worship music, the bro country you so love, um, maybe some classic R&B? I don't, I don't know. What, what, what do you, what do you kind of gravitate to? Uh, again, I think it would go mood. M- mood would be everything, so I don't um, – I got you. Yeah. Are there any – off of that, you know, we probably have people listening that do have somewhat of a commute. To to kind of part two of this question, is there a podcast, sermon series, or anything like that you would say like, hey, here's a recommendation that I would have if you have a long commute somewhere? Uh, I listen to some weird podcasts, so I wouldn't recommend <laughs> all of them to people probably. <laughs> Uh, well, I guess cause some are more secular than others, but I just like to hear other people's yeah, for thoughts sure. and opinions and, you know, just, just to get a different view of things. Uh, not that many times I don't agree with them, but you know, just, so I don't know about it, just blanket everybody to, to listen to some, but like if you're listening, let's say to like, uh, wanting some good sermon podcast or whatever, I mean, two, two people that I, I like to listen to a lot, um, is, uh, one is, uh, Tony Moretta out of uh, Imago Day Church in North Carolina. So they have a uh, podcast um, sermon, you know, and his sermons. He, he does kind of similar to what we do, and um, they do it probably, he probably does it better than we do it, but they just walk through books of the Bible, and so very expository. So his sermons are always real good. Um, Joby Martin out of 1122, I've, I found him a couple years ago, and he's really good. Um, I always like to um, listen to him and, um, so anyway, well, man, uh, I appreciate it, uh, man. I, I'm I'm glad that we know uh, if you're doing a long drive, uh, what kind of what kind of stuff you're you're gonna check in check in For sure. on. Uh, I'm I'm a big like I'm a, I'm gonna call somebody. I use I use it as call time and uh, I'll do that too. Yeah, I love to talk on the phone. I, I'll do it from like when I get off work here to home and. Uh, my parents joke and say that one of them was a filler for the day, mm. uh, but I just love talking to people, man. Just I do too. To yeah, and it's, it's well, I, I love to talk to people, but then I will, um, 
And then sometimes I was like, all right, I'm just tired of talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to let it be yeah. quiet for a second. But <laughs> I, just, I, I actually, when you say it, like, actually, Kirsten knows this. She, she'll mess with me. Like, you, sometimes, like, when I get in the car, that's, like, my call time, like, when I call people. Yeah, same. Just when I'm driving somewhere, I'll just be like, hey, this is easy time to call people. Yeah, there's you been know? definitely times where I've, me and Kelly are going somewhere. If, like, we're going to see her folks in Winsboro or my folks in Derrida, she'll be like, who, who are we going to call today? <laughs> like, who's, who's getting the phone call? Yeah, so, for sure. Um, well, man, um, uh, excited about this series, uh, continuing walking through the book of Matthew. Um, excited about uh, everything going on in the life of our church. And, man, thanks for sitting down with us and answering some questions. And thank you for listening to another episode of Tuesday Take.